Hey everyone, welcome back to Land Investing Online, where we teach students how to profitably buy and sell vacant land. This is the simplest, least competitive, and most profitable sector of real estate. For more information, visit landinvestingonline.com. Come learn from other investors. Uh, Discord, we have a Discord channel, free for use. There's tons of successful investors in there, and Ron and I are involved. Come learn from the best. Also, guys, please, if you get any value from our channel, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you're on. It means the world to us. It's how we keep moving forward. I'm Daniel Apke, joined again by my brother and business partner, Ron Apke. Welcome back, Ron. Hey, Dan. Good to be here. Before we start today's topic, which is how to start a business and what do you need to get started? The reason we picked this is because we have a lot of people who get caught up on this. Um, and honestly, my one advice is don't get caught up on this, but we'll talk about that later. But before we get into that, let's go over a question we had this week. Question is, I just posted my first property for sale for $45,000. I bought the property for $18,000 and I have a cash offer for $42,500. So you bought it for eighteen, dollars you have a cash offer for $42,000. Um, already like those numbers. And I think... And I have one cash offer at full price. I think I may have underpriced it. I'm getting a lot of other interest um, as well. What should I do with this situation? I, I like this question a lot because it's really common. Like you look at all the comps, you think the market is something like I can sell this for 45, hopefully. Um, and then you, whatever, I think they said same day, they get multiple offers, one for full price cash. Um a lot of people who are listening to this might be like, yeah, it's full price, it's cash, like accept that. I I used to maybe say that. I'm not saying that anymore. Um, what I would do personally, um, first, I would go to the two people. Uh, first, I would go to the $45,000. It matters what you think it's worth. If you think it's worth 55, like that might be a tough sell to get that 45 up. Um, but I would go to the people, whatever you, whatever you want to post it for. So I would definitely repost the price, but before you repost it for a certain price, go to the $45,000 offer and tell them like, listen, I underpriced this. I, I can't sell this for 45. I apologize. The, the least I will take is 55. Um, I'm going to change the price and repost it on the market. And that's what I'm expecting to get. I've had 10, 12 people go visit the property already. All of them seem really interested. I do really appreciate your offer, but unfortunately, like, I have to, I have to post this higher. Um, them saying no might be a good thing, honestly, because you don't know what you're going to get. If this is within 24 hours, you're going to get a ton more interest. Still, a lot of people who are scheduled to visit the property will still go, um, and you still might be able to negotiate above 55 or whatever you think. Um, but I, I definitely, Dan, and we've done, we've accepted offers like this before. We've done it. What I done it how I just said, we just did a very, I just did a very similar with someone. Um, I think it was like 55 to 60. I got him to, we had a post for 55. He said, yeah, I'll do 55. I'll pay closing costs. I said, listen, we just have too many people interested right now. Um, I was literally just about to raise the price to 60. If you want it for 60, I'll do that. Um, if not, I'm going to keep selling the property at 60. Yeah, really good points. Um, it also depends like you need, I mean, if you have, if it's within 24 hours, yeah, you're, you're probably underpriced at that, at that point. Um, you can also go, 
Another strategy is you can also go to, like Ron said, both buyers, if you have two, or maybe you have, you know, two people that offered in this situation, but you know, there's 10 others that have visited or are visiting, say it's Wednesday, you can tell them all to visit and get an offer in by Sunday and you'll make a decision best offer by Sunday. Um, we had one we posted maybe for like, I can't remember the exact numbers, 45 maybe. And we did that and we ended up getting like 65 or something crazy yep. um, that I can remember. So you can also do that if you don't want to list it and really risk it out. So that, that way you're not losing any buyers if you do it that way either. Um, because you, you the worst case scenario, you get that 45. Um, but that's one way to do it. Or you can just post it and see. Um, both options work really well. It just depends the situation. But let's get into the show. So today's topic, how to start a business, specifically how to start a land business. And what do you need to get started before we get into that, let's talk about why is this important? So what exactly are we talking about here? How to start a land business, Ron? Why is it important? Um, go into that. Yeah, I think like people who haven't like this is a business that you can get into, like you can start on the weekend and get into it and do it all by yourself. Um, but it might be you might just have a nine to five, nine to five job or eight, whatever, nine to five job. Um, that you have to go to during the week. And you're not experienced with this kind of stuff. You can still be tremendously successful, but this stuff is what holds those people up. Do I need an LLC? Do I need to open a bank account? Um, do I need a website? It's just so many little things. And we talk, We actually have a module on this in the course. So if you guys are watching this, this will be kind of our like our first module with a little less detail. Um, but uh, it, it's such a common thing for those types of people to get held up on. And we see it all the time. Like, do I need an escort? And just just not overthinking it like Daniel said. Daniel will go into the details of what you should actually do. Um, it matters what your goals are, in my opinion. Like, if you're trying to make this your full-time job, like, yeah, it's probably pretty smart to get, on, get an LLC. But it does not take long at all. Like, you don't have to overthink this at all. Um, what are your thoughts, Dan? Yeah, for in terms of an LLC, so you asked, do you need an LLC? Um do you need one? No. Do you want one? Probably. Um, and it doesn't mean you can, if you want to start now and you don't want to apply and do all that, you can buy properties in your name. So I could buy a property under Daniel Apke with no business name or anything, right? You buy it under your personal name. I can resell it. Um, nothing complicated about that. If you're stressed out about this part, maybe start, or maybe you don't know if you want to do this and you're just testing it out or whatever your situation is, you can definitely do that. If you're sold and bought in and you're like, I'm, I'm going all the way in, get your LOC right away, right? Because you're going to need it eventually. Why not just do it? Um, the main thing here, guys, like Ron said, don't get held up on this step. It is just too simple, right? I know if it's your first business, it might be scary, but in Ohio, it's like $90, $95 to file for an LOC. Might as well file it. Then you hop on the EIN, the government's website and you type in your LOC name after it gets approved, and they give you an EIN, an identification number, and that's it. Um, but the, uh, that leads me to the next thing. So you get an LOC. Do you need one? No. Would I recommend it? Probably. You don't need it at first. Uh, maybe send out a mailer or two, and then if you're serious about this, get your LOC. That's all I have to say about that. But then, so now you have an LOC, and the whole purpose of this, you get an LLC to buy the properties under an LLC, right? You don't just get an LLC to get it. You buy a property under whatever, Daniel Apke LLC instead of my name or whatever, uh, land 
um, buy your land LLC or whatever your company name is. That's what you're buying the property. That's what the deed's going to show, right? That's the whole purpose of this. So you have that, then what do you need, I guess, to go through with a purchase like that? You're going to need other documents showing you own that LOC. The document you're going to need is an operating agreement, right, Ron? Correct. You'll need an operating agreement. And I think we've had lawyers for the most part um, put those together. If you're the sole member of the LLC, Dan, you still need an operating agreement, correct? Yes, you need an operating agreement. An op so an LLC is floating. There's nothing in that LLC that shows you own it, right? Um, you get an operating agreement showing that you own that LLC. Um, and that's really the document of the business, right? You buy an LLC, it's just floating in Ohio or Florida, or wherever you are. And then their operating agreement shows Daniel Apke owns this LLC. Um, so that's what the title company is going to need. They're going to need those operating agreements and all of that as well. D different states call them different things like articles of organization. Is that a separate thing, Dan? Yeah, that's different. Okay. Yeah. So different, different uh, title companies are going to need a few things. Like they don't need a ton for you to do that. Like, and going back a little bit to the LLC, Dan, and I didn't think about this until just now when you were talking, the thing people and the funniest thing, like the thing people get held up in my opinion, the most is the, is the name of their LLC. Um, like they just will overthink it and they'll come to us and be like, listen, I have 12 names. Like, which one do you like the best? Like, I really don't care. Put them all in a hat and pick one. Um, get your business started because you're not going to make a dime until you actually start sending mail. Some businesses, a name might be more important. I don't think this is important. Like you can, you can, you can think of a name later too, and do it as a DBA doing business as, um, so it's not something you need to overthink right now, as far as the name and that, um, I do think an LLC, if you really want to make it do this for real, getting an LLC is important. But like Daniel said, you can send mail in your personal name and then get an LLC as your mail's hitting and stuff. It, you can even get some deals back and then uh, and then make an LLC as you're buying the properties. Like it does not have to be like, I, I think I want to be in this business. Maybe I'll start an LLC. Now I'm going to think about it for a week. Um, and then I need another two weeks to come up with a name and then I might send some mail. And that's what we see some people who it, it's a struggle. Yeah, I agree. And then that leads me to another thing. Um, so another thing in LOC and identification number and EIN employee ident or um, identification number, what the federal government gives you a federal identification number to identify your business is you we use that to get a business bank account. Right. And a business bank account is important because really, I mean, for a few reasons legally, but not really, mainly just to split your finances up so you can keep track of everything. If you don't have a business bank account, you can still be doing business out of your personal bank account, but maybe open up a separate checking just to run everything through to keep your finances organized. Because at the end of the year, like you're going to need to do some bookkeeping and the cleaner it is, the easier. So keep your finances organized, very simple, just write down you can either open a different bank account and run everything through that one account to keep track of it, or you can just keep it like some sort of simple bookkeeping Excel sheet yourself. But that leads, that leads me into my next question is, do you need a bookkeeper or to keep track of finances at first round? How would you answer that? No, I don't, I don't think so. Like you're not going to have a lot of expenses at first. Like you started an LLC, so you paid those LLC fees. Um, we're not even talking about a website yet. So maybe you don't have a website hosting fee. Um, you'll send mail and that's really it. Honestly, you'll, you'll buy data, you'll send mail. Um, so there's not a ton of expenses at first, just 
most banks are going to let you like market in your bank account, like business or whatever, especially if you're doing it in your personal bank account. Like you can make a category, I think, and have a drop down and kind of market like that. Like Daniel said, that even if you have a business bank, awesome. If you have a if you have a separate checking for your personal, that's really good as well. Um, but keep it separated. But I don't. You do not need. Don't spend two hundred dollars a month on a bookkeeper or something like that for ten transactions. Yeah, my whole thing is get the business and worry about the rest later, right? What's going to move the needle and make you money and make your business success successful? It's not you keeping track of your finances. You can worry about that. I mean, if if you're a business, you got to worry about that by April of next year. Don't worry about that now. Who cares? Get business. Find mm -hmm. a way to get business. Keep track of it enough to where it gets by and then worry about the rest later. That's kind of my philosophy with it. Don't get caught up on bookkeeping. Don't get caught up on an LLC. Don't get caught up on a business bank, any of that stuff. The first thing, you got to buy a course, right? If you want to get started in a business, you got to buy a course. If you're in real estate, buy a real estate course. If you're in land, buy a land course. If you're in drop shipping, buy a drop shipping course. I know we're talking about how to get started from like a business side of things, but also like how do you actually get started to execute? You have to invest in yourself. And we talked about this last night on the call and someone was trying to get by without really investing in themselves. Like if you're not spending $1,000 to invest in a course or something, that's going to teach you exactly how to do it. Yes, whatever that is. Maybe it's online marketing. Maybe it's advertising. Maybe it's drop shipping. Um, I've bought so many courses. If you're not spending that money, what else aren't you going to invest in? You don't believe, like, it's not that you don't believe in yourself. It's what's holding you back from doing that. It's going to help the process. It's going to help you, you learn. It's buying a course that teaches you how to do it from people who are doing it. It's just like the question comes, are you going to invest in yourself? So the first step to open start a successful business is invest in yourself. And I said, buy a course. It's really just invest in yourself in, in that way. What do you have to say about that, Ron? hundred percent. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of not, uh, I, I feel pretty strongly about that in terms of that. And I think it, once you buy it, like you can spend, I don't know, six months trying to figure this out yourself, maybe you, or anything, like maybe you figure out yourself, maybe you don't. The thing about courses, online course, and why I love purchase, I, it's why we made one to help a bunch of people as well, but why I purchase things for them for other things as well is because they are so like, um, sequential like it is you do this and then you do this and then you do this and it just lays everything out like there's nothing hidden in them because you're you're buying for it it's not some free youtube thing or something like that like you're paying you're investing and these not everyone but these instructor instructors for the most part like if you do your due diligence on them um and you know who you're buying from like they're going to put a lot of time and effort into their course and into their students uh so yeah that that's something that i feel really strongly about um, especially if you're not coming from a real estate background or you're trying to get into land, like it's, it's completely different than any other business you've been in. Uh, we have people come from all different things, but, uh, yeah, that's all I really got to say about that. I really, I feel strongly about investing in yourself, like cut back on some of your expenses. If you want financial freedom, which this business can give you, you got to find a way to, uh, save some money so you can spend, invest in yourself and invest in your business. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. So let's say you already got past that point, right? You're sold on the idea. You need to invest in yourself. You invested in yourself. Now what? Now you got to execute on the course. There's so many people who buy these courses um, and you know they're bought in one day. You got to stay focused and you got to execute on the course. This is never going to work if you don't go through the course and actually execute. Watching the course 
great. You watch the course, but do what the course is showing you to do. Like a course is nothing if you don't implement it. It's like a, it's like a how-to book, right? Like you can learn all the things in the world, but if you're not doing it, what, what, what does that mean? Right? It's nothing. It's irrelevant. So you got to execute on the course. I think if you invest in yourself, you execute on the course and you follow it and you continue to learn continuous education. Those are like the three main things in my mind. And it all comes back to just consistency and consistency and staying with it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have much to add to that. Like that's, that's really important, Dan. Like you, it, it's yeah, great. You invested. And I know we talked a lot about that. Um, taking action is a whole nother thing and it's a whole nother, we, we had a whole, uh, episode on bottlenecks. Watch that if you haven't watched it. Um, but that becomes a whole nother bottleneck. And if you get through, through all these hiccups and all these like hurdles in the business, you're going to be successful. Like, I don't think it's a maybe, or like, I don't think it's a maybe or no, like it's a, yes, you're going to be successful. It's a mindset thing. When you go in, um, we kind of, uh, we kind of took this topic, how to start a business and ran with it, Dan. Um, but, uh, no, I, I think this is really good, but you need to take some action and yeah, you don't want, don't, there's don't two have, sides to it. Don't have invaluable action. Don't, I've really tried to change my mindset from, uh, being busy and being productive. Like, don't just like, if you, if you're writing a hundred names down for your potential LLC, like that's not doing anything. It's, it's just not like, it's a fact. Like if you're calling 15 banks, like just pick a, pick a damn bank and uh, go with one. Um, like productive action is actually moving your business uh, forward. Yeah. And you got to move the needle. I, I always use the term move the needle, right? Like you got to think of what's going to move the needle. Uh, maybe it's sending your first mailer. You got to hit the big obstacles, not write down a hundred names to maybe let, name one of my business. It's the needle is choose your business name. And in this business, that's not that important. So you can kind of rush through it, but you got to keep the needle going forward. Maybe it's watching two modules today, executing on the first module of the course or whatever it is, like just keep moving forward. You can't stop. You cannot slow down. Like it's just, it, it doesn't need to be at an insanely fast pace. Like you can go at your own pace. You just have to keep moving forward. The people that stop and fail are the people that stop and they're not moving the needle forward and they're hesitant or whatever it is. You can't, it can be one hour a day. I don't really care what it is. If you're getting something down and moving the needle one hour a day, I guarantee you in six months, you'll be somewhere you like you would never have thought of from one hour a day. It's just all about moving that needle forward consistently. And I, I keep saying the whole name thing, Dan, because I think I get caught up on it because it bugs me when people do that, to be honest. Like I, I just bluntly like that. It bothers me because I it, it, it turns my stomach when I hear people when people ask that because I just know what it leads to. Like if you're overthinking that part, think of any big company, maybe not any big company, but like, where did these names come from? Where did Facebook come from? Does Facebook mean anything without a huge social network? Like, no, they took action. He took action and created a giant social network. What's Google? It's just a bunch of words together or letters together. Like it, that's all these company names are. If you're in that position, someone who's listening to this, I guarantee they're in that position that just think about it for a second, sit there and like, does this matter? Like just pick one of the one of the uh, names on your list and go from there. And then you got to get forward to. In our business, Dan, you make money by buying and selling land. Um, are you doing something to get yourself closer to buying a piece of land? And if you're not, go on to the next thing. Do put a work backwards from buying a property and then go from there. 
picking a name is nowhere in there. Um, what is in there is picking a county, um, downloading data, scrubbing data, um, pricing your mail, and then actually spending the money to send mail. You know what uh, Nike started as their name? What? No. Blue Ribbon. And you know how Blue Ribbon <laughs> came to mind? Hmm. Because he was in a meeting in Japan trying to work a deal with a manufacturer of shoes. And they said, oh, what's... They said, oh, well, we don't want to be established with anyone who doesn't have an existing business in the U.S. He was trying to get partnership agreements with them, and he didn't have a business. And he said, oh, I do have a business. And they're like, oh, what business? And he just said, whatever came to mind, and it was Blue Ribbon. And he ran with it, and they were Blue Ribbon for like four years after that, selling shoes as their distribution like this. It literally came. He never thought of that. He came up on the spot, lied to the Japanese, and told them it's Blue Ribbon, and it stuck, and that's what their company was. And then Nike was actually under Blue Ribbon. Like that's how it got started. Blue Ribbon was the main company and Nike was under it. It was just there when they started manufacturing because they couldn't rely on distribution anymore. They started manufacturing Nikes under Blue Ribbon. So it just shows that like these things, if you have a brand like Nike or something, it matters a little more, but this business is not important. Branding is not important yet, whatever it is. But I know we kind but of- it, it, didn't, it, didn't matter what, it didn't matter when he started though. Like that that's how- the successful entrepreneurs are like, it just doesn't matter. They don't even think about that. Like, no, my, my, what matters to me, um, Phil Knight is creating an amazing shoe an amazing product, um, and sourcing the manufacturers and partners. Like he never even thought of a name, which yeah, maybe that was silly, but he thought about it in that meeting and it worked out decently for him, I think. Yeah. He didn't think of a name. He flew over to Japan to try to get a crazy deal with, for running shoes. And when running shoes in America weren't really a thing, there's one really one kind um, and he knew the Japanese were doing it different. So what what moved the needle for him? He got on a plane and went to Japan to talk to him about bringing their business to the U.S. And then they asked him what his business is. And then he's like, oh, I, shoot, I got to think of a name. Like he knew what was important. <laughs> important. The important part was getting to Japan and trying to get mm -hmm. a deal with someone and bringing their shoes over. Right. And then mm -hmm. everything else kind of fell in place. And then when he needed a good brand for his own shoe, they actually thought of Nike and thought it out and wrote it on the boards and kind of debated. But that's different. That's his brand. But other than that, we're yep. going on a rant, guys. I know it's been been a, a longer episode for something like this. The whole point is don't get caught up on one thing, move the needle, and go from there. Any last remarks, Ron? No, I think that was really good. Let's let's end it there, Dan. I think that was really good. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys uh, got our point, and uh, sorry for the rant, but uh, I think it's important for a lot of people. Yeah, hopefully they got something from this. If not, let us know either way in the YouTube chat or YouTube comments. Make sure to please like and subscribe our channel. It means the world to us, guys. Please do it if you guys are listeners, if you haven't already. If you have, great. We love you. Um, other than that, guys, visit landinvestingonline.com. Click the Start Here page. Go through that process if you want to get started. Um, the first step is just getting familiar with our education. The second step's uh, joining our Discord. And then the third step's having a free 15-minute consultation with Ron and I to ask anything we want or anything you want, anything at all. Um, if you're interested in this, we'd love to talk to you for 15 minutes. Sign up, start here page, landinvestingonline.com. Other than that, guys, thank you so much for joining. Thanks, guys.